Welcome to episode number eight of On the Throne, a podcast covering your Los Angeles Kings, Ontario Reign, and hockey in Southern California. That is Tanner Pitts. What's up, everybody? How are we doing? And I'm Vance Longarini, Dustin Brown's water bottle. Riker is on vacation this week, so he won't be joining us. But we have a little bit of recap since the last episode, some Big, huge wins and positive things to talk about, and some things that the Kings can work on. But let's start off with Tanner. How's your week go? My week was good, man. Been good. I was able to watch, enjoy as much hockey as I could this week. Didn't work too much. So it's nice getting to watch almost all the games. That's what we like to hear. You're a working man, lots of hours, same. Uh, Got this Bally Sports Plus app, so now that I can watch when I'm working, (laughs) even though I shouldn't be. I got the app, too. I don't have cable, so I forgot the app. Yeah, yeah, I definitely uh, don't want to subscribe to a a cable package just to watch the games, because that's all I would watch anyway. But yeah, I guess uh, let's let's get straight into it. The... uh, the elephant in the room, probably the best deal contract, I don't know, at least for the Kings, if not for the entire division, is Mr. Gabe Velarde himself. What do you see, Tanner? I'm I'm excited, man. I've I've me and Riker, and I think you've talked about this in the past, but like Gabe was destined to break out. He needed to break out. He uh been hit or miss, like you can see the potential was there, switch positions, didn't play for a while. And then now he found his game. He's having fun playing, it looks like. He's on the top line now, and he's on fire. He's the best player on the Kings right now. Yeah, absolutely. And not just best player on the on the Kings, but at least 11 hours prior to recording this, he was tied for second place in most goals in the National Hockey League. So not anything to scoff at. I'm pretty impressed with this breakout season. <laughs> I just hope he continues. It's only like 10 games, but let's just hope it continues. I mean, 10 games is a little under an eighth, a little over an eighth. Under. under. I'm not known for my math skills. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Around an eighth of, uh, of the season. And if he keeps on this track, he's going to be insane. I think Todd said it's like 12% of the season or something. Yeah, that's true. It's just insane. Like I, I thought it would be Byfield that would have the breakout season, and that still could happen. But for I mean, Velarde Byfield was having a Velarde had a, or not Velarde. Byfield had a really good week and a half in the beginning when Gabe was on his line. Yep. But I mean, now he's been sick and being scratched, and that's gonna happen. Uh, it, it was unfortunate that uh, it came at the time that it did, but yeah, I still believe that Byfield's gonna do really well this season he may not be you know a scoring monster but i think he's going to start feeling those passes and that play in the corners that he's started to do in the offseason especially in rookie camp but uh yeah man and 
going from Gabe to, to Kempe. I mean, talk about really trying to keep pace with each other. Yeah, Kempe's, been, Kempe's been that dude. That one timer he has is a fucking rocket, man. I just when I see him coming down, and I just—it's just so fun. Like we're all like, like Ovechkin. I mean, it's not Ovechkin. He's not no Ovechkin, but it's like when you get all excited when you see him raise his stick for the one timer. Right, it's going his way. Yeah, it's it's nice to see it too. I mean, so many people were worried, and I think we were in the same boat as we're wondering what Kempe's going to do and. If he's gonna if he's gonna build up, you know, to what he built last year and and keep going at that pace, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty happy. That's a really good top line. Opie, Kempe, Velarde. I just hope. I mean, I know it's early, but I just hope they continue. Everyone's talking about Kopi, like not being good. He has a quiet nine points. He's second yeah. on the team and tied for second on the team in scoring. Like, Kopi has the most assists. Yeah, Kopi's been like that. Like I would feel like the last ten years. That's always he's always quietly just racking up those apples. And that's how he's always been, you know, for the past what seven, eight, nine years. It's always oh, been yeah. like quiet assist after assist. Love to see it. So currently, Kempe has six six goals. Velarde has seven at time of recording. Um, and Phil Deneau coming in four goals. Maybe I'm crazy, but I'm feeling like, I don't know, Deneau's scored most of those goals in the last week and a half, but I just, I love me some most valuable Phil. But uh, Kevin Fiala, second place in assists. Which is weird. Fiala had 85 points last year. And I think he had, I mean, I know he had like way more than half of them after December. Like he, slow starter this is obvious or obviously um i think who, who's talking about jared stole or um jim fox after the game saying this is actually like the hottest start to his career ever nine and ten nine points in 10 games yeah that's pretty good you know fumble fucking my words tonight god damn i mean when don't you <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm happy to see nine points and in the amount of games that we played, especially when some of those games were absolute blowouts, like, you know, Pittsburgh and stuff. And we'll get to that later, but I just, I like to see it. I think he's a great addition. And, uh, there's definitely a lot of, a lot of movement with him being added to the team that kind of gets everybody else feeling it too. I think he's adding a lot more than we see on the ice. Yep. Speaking of, is it time to talk about the line, the line of, of, absolute beauty last year is starting to show up nice line the nice line itself uh, yeah dude it's uh it's slow start but they're all healthy now they're all playing and they're definitely firing again man they look good out there you love to see it love yeah arvidson's looking comfortable Deneau's making crazy no look passes out of nowhere <laughs> arvidson's looking comfortable except when he's got an empty net in front of him <laughs> I really debated putting that in. I wondered if we were going to talk about it or not. Uh, man, I felt so bad for that guy. Yeah, I did too. It's why definitely got to suck to look at a completely empty net and just. I just not don't know why he didn't it. shoot it. Like he was in his own zone or in their zone. Shoot the puck, Larkin with a play though. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, both both of them are broken up by really good uh, D- 
defensive plays, but you know, Arvidsson's always been that goofy dude, like unbelievably talented, but he's always been a little, you know, goofy in his style. He kind of crashes the net in a weird way and he skates kind of, you know, what, what is it that people say? It's not upside down, but it's something like that. Like he's, he's completely leaned over. Yeah. So no one knows where he's going, but his like skates are going different ways and he's just got a goofy style. And then it shows up big and the empty net misses. And it's like, man, you're a lot. Yeah. I watch you score crazy goals and you're like, oh, yep, six by four, totally empty. Like, if you look at like the Kings' points this year, like, there's a lot of people scoring points. Like, it's not like I feel like in the past, there's always like a couple guys up top and then everyone else down low. Like, right now, the points in order go 11, 9, 9, 8, 7, 6, 6, 5, 5, 4, 4. Like, everyone's on the board. Yeah, it's very spread out. There's one, two, three, four people without a point, and they're not every. Edler has zero points, Walker has zero points, and then Jad, zero, obviously, and Kapari, zero. So, everyone else has points. What is also really cool about that is how many of those guys are not on the power play. You know, oh, you're yeah. seeing you're seeing a lot of points generated in uh, even strength five score. on five. The Kings' their offense is really good. Their defense is just defense and goal thing has just been awful. Yeah, it was. It's been it's been bad. But I think they're in last. They're in. I know they're in dead last of uh, goals given up. Yeah, goals against. Yeah, and that's not good. And that needs to change. I feel like a lot of it is that Pittsburgh game and some other stuff like that. But I mean, I don't know. Like then you have like the power play and we have our moments of it just looking insane and they'll do one touch passes and one time shots out of nowhere off the point and nobody saw it coming. And then other nights it literally looks like they're on the penalty kill. Yeah. So it's, but I mean, speaking of opposite of penalty kill, um, Power play is looking a lot better than last year. It's true. It's true. It it is looking like it's doing a lot better. So I'm I'm pretty happy about that. But I mean, it definitely I mean, needs to improve. Still, I think it's what I'm mostly enjoying about the power play this year. It seems like they're shooting the puck a lot more. Last year, I felt the power play that pass, 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 then turn the puck over. The pass get broken up. It's out of the zone. Like they're at least it looks to me at least looks like they're getting way more shots on net. During- during the power plays. Yeah. Well, what was the power play at last year? Do you remember? No, that's why I mean it's that guy Riker here. I have I can't no remember clue what, what it was. was. It was it in was the awful. 19s or something, right? Uh, I'll say right now. Because uh, currently it's 19.1% after 10 games. I can't remember what it was, man, to be honest. Riker would know. (laughs) (laughs) You need Riker here. Still Um, bummed that uh, Brant got scratched last game. Don't know why. So that's what I'm wondering is if they're kind of seeing what they have on defense without him. Not to. I mean, unless, unless, like. They plan on keeping him. They gave him a break, like a little extended break before this road trip. And then this road trips, if he travels, like he's going to play one. And then, then if he plays that second one, like he's on the team all year. Yeah. And I think they will, they'll probably play him for another game. 
and maybe a couple games from now. And then I hope he plays every game. I hope he does too. But realistically, if they are going to move anybody ahead of him, you know, if they're going to move some of that right, right shot D to make yeah. space for him to be on full they time. They can have Jersey or Walker. They're both up for grabs for any coherent left-handed defenseman. Right. This is true. I just, I feel with the road trip that's coming up, they're probably going to shop. They're like going to let some of their right D be scouted by those teams. Yeah, they're on Tough Little Roadie they're going on. Yeah. Yeah, it will be nice. Couple couple games and then back, a few games. Blues, Stars, Chicago, right? Yeah, Blues on Halloween, Stars on the first, Chicago on the third. Stars have been on fire. Yeah. But those all three of those teams are uh not in the division. So if we sent, you know, a player like whoever to one of those three teams, it would actually make a lot of sense for scouting and everything right now. But I mean, it's possible Dallas could want to pick up a right. Chicago might want to pick up a right. Who knows? At this point, I don't care if it's even in our in our division. Like, just give me a coherent shutdown left demon. <clears throat> yeah, or a fucking pick at this point. Like, you know, we'll make it work however it has to be made. I trust in Rob Blake to make the good call. If so, if you yeah, have a second take, round pick like, for I get rid of him, give somebody. me a pick and then bring up Toby or Overari. Like Yeah. I'd be fine with Toby coming back up and I'd be and fine with Moverari too. Moverari's just fine on defense. This is true. Everyone just like he doesn't have a lot of games, so he only has like what twenty games or something, but he's still yeah, I mean, he's proven like look. he's he, he he's a he's much um very useful defenseman like compared to what we've been having out there but instead of having all these righties give me someone that can play defense that's left-handed i mean i could see a team uh possibly trying to get someone like you know walker and jordan spence on, i don't really want to deal for a spence. I don't want to see him go, but I think for a, like he's he's rated really high. Well, if Brant Clark wasn't there this year, Jordan Spence would be there. So like he's oh exactly Jordan Spence, first year pro, would have won rookie of the year last year in the AHL if he was there all year. Well, see, and that's the thing that you could like looking back at it now, you could see the writing on the wall with uh, with uh, Faber when Brock Faber was like, no, I don't want to go to the NHL. Yeah, that was kind of the deciding factor. Like, okay, it's Brant Clark's time to shine. Unless he can't do it, then we have Jordan Spence to come up. Our right side is solidified. So, what are we going to do for left? And yep. I think they're just trying to give as many good looks as they can to guys like Dursey, guys like Walker, and then they move them, and possibly you know Jordan Spence or whoever else. Maybe not to make room for cap, but maybe you might be able to get a left for you know a good deal. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway. 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 the next point. Fourth line, though. We kind of started to talk about it with how the points have been spread out across the entire team, but Lazat and Lemieux are looking good. I like looking at Kupari last game. That was pretty good. I would. I mean, Lemieux does take a lot of stupid penalties. I, I like, you know me, I love the physicality. I love the fighting in hockey. But Jad is... 
Jazz got a motor on him too, man. That's true. Like Lazat, him and Kaliev, like I mean Kaliev's gonna work wherever he's a, he's the scorer and he's very underrated defensively. But Lazat and Jad just four checking the whole game and just grinding down those guys, like yeah, man. Like yeah. I love it. But they're like you said, the fourth line's looking really good. Well, I think like to have a guy like Lemieux on the team with so many young guys like Clark and guys that you pay a lot to play on your first line, like Fiala to have a guy like that, you know, that's going to maybe not be the enforcer fighter, but to kind of, you know, hit him a little bit harder, check him off the puck a little bit more heavy than you normally would. That's what he's good at. And he's, he's good at getting under guys skins. I mean, they did it in Toronto and like, he, I don't think he directly drew a penalty, but you could tell that the guy that he was messing with, I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, but he totally got in that dude's head and that guy took a slashing penalty that ended up costing them a goal. Yep. So it's like he, he does bring that presence, even if it may not be like fighting or only he's physical. He's a rat, dude. He's a rat out there. He's getting underneath oh, yeah. the other team's skin. Yeah, and he's such a good pest that I think he's perfect to have on a team that's still young like this. And Kenzie's got a crush on him. Kenzie has a crush on on Lemieux. Yeah, she likes Pepe. Oh, that's that's cute. I could <laughs> see that. Uh, Scrappy guys, just like you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> a little bit bigger than him, but it's all good. <laughs> I don't know. Dude could be seven foot. I've never looked up his stats before. It's possible. All right. Well, what what was your favorite game to watch? What was the, what was the game that you saw that you were the most happy with? Tampa, hundred percent. You think so? That was their best game of the season against uh, what is it, a Stanley Cup contender the last what six years? Yeah. And they played their best game of the year. Um, first win, first multiple goal uh, win all year. Like they and they just look good. The first, I mean. Take away the first period, but after the first period, they that was the best game they played. When there was not even a close second. What about you? What do you think of the best game was? I'm definitely pretty high up on the the Tampa game. I thought it was a a really solid game, and it was played really well. I feel like the matchup was really good, but I think. I think Toronto, I think the game last night, and I want to say it's recency bias, but I think more than anything else, it's the power play, like the style that they played on the power play. I mean, they were 33% effective in that game against the Leafs. Yeah. And they played a game that was a lot more dynamic and same score, 4-2, um, but the shots were way closer. And you could tell that the Kings didn't, didn't waste their opportunities. They waited a little bit longer to really lock in their entries. They had some shitty ones. They had some rough entries that they got knocked off the puck. But once they got into the zone and set up, they were really fucking lethal. And I loved it. I love seeing uh, I love seeing Marner and uh, and Matthews get kind of pushed to the side and get frustrated by this team. That tells me a lot about the playoffs that are going to happen. So yeah, I do like the Tampa I mean, game, but Toronto was pretty good. Yeah, I think like, Tampa is my favorite game. 
Those were the best team game. Everyone played good. Uh, Toronto was one best thing about that game was just Cal's best game of the year. Yeah, without a doubt. And like, I'm tired of like this goalie. Like, Cal played good, so obviously Cal's gonna start next game, right? You would think. Maybe. And I, I, I mean, if it's me, like you have to like these goalies have a good game, ride them. And then I say I'm fine with riding Cal like the next six, seven games, five, six, seven games. If he has a bad game, who cares? Bad games are going to happen. I think both goalies right now are scared to have that bad game. And so they keep going. So they're playing on edge. So they're playing much more stressful for him. Like, I think just ride him out. Ride Cal out for the next six, seven games. See what happens. I behind that. I like the idea of that a lot. I think that... Uh, He's getting paid. You have to give him those minutes. You have to give him the time. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like uh, it's just like your, your star um, players. You know your your high draft picks. If you look at how Velarde was treated, um, in the beginning, right after he was drafted and the injuries and everything, he came in his first shot on his first shift. He scored a goal, and everyone's like, "Yep, okay, cool. He's gonna be that guy." And then he wasn't for a while because he was scared to make mistakes and get sat or sent back down to the A. Yep, then he got sent back down to the A. Played a new position. Uh, got a chance again, and then I think he just worked his ass off this summer in training camp, and he's everything we want him to be. I think you're absolutely right, though. I think letting letting Cal play a good game like he did, if he comes in and you know gets beat three shots on 33 shots or three goals on 33 shots, and then you're like, hey, get him next time, do better, and he comes in and he does better next game, that's going to make him feel a lot more confidence in his position. I think you're absolutely right. Just yeah, you have to like one of them has to give them both a chance. Give Cal six seven games. If you go five hundred or under, then okay, give Quick six seven games. See what something's got to happen. Something's got to click. We can't just they're like it. Literally seems like they are scared to mess up and not do good, and and they're going to get punished. That's right. what it and seems it like. Because like Quick's having bad games too, where he lets a ton by. So it's not. Oh yeah, just neither Cal. goalie's good right now. No, they're both having a lot of trouble. But then they have games like last night or the other one with Quick, where it was like, "Dude, that's perfect. Do that." And then they can't because they're terrified. Exactly like you said. I think you're spot on. Yep, that's just what I want to see. I'd be excited to see that. I mean, it also doesn't help when you know your defensive units ahead of you are not. I don't know. I don't want to say bad. Cause that's not the right word, but it almost seems like the goaltenders are afraid to rely on the defense for a lot of the times in certain situations. Oh yeah. So maybe I'm wrong and, and I'm looking at it differently, but like when the Kings hold a lead, the defensive game kind of just falls apart. The Kings will, the Kings, it seems like they either. Yeah. They, if they give up an early goal, it seems like they always answer back pretty quick. But when they score the first goal, they give one right back really quick, it seems like. Yeah. And, yeah. Goaltending, though, like, it, it starts starts from the net out. Like, goaltending's got to be better. The goalies get better. The defense gets better. The team gets better. Yeah, and I think the, the defense is, is terrified to <clears throat> let, uh, like, rely on their goaltending because it's been inconsistent. So... They're, you know, making plays that are maybe too conservative or 
maybe taking a risk like Sean Dursey trying to make the stretch pass or whatever else, you know? Yeah. But it is it is showing signs of like, okay, these guys are now starting to pull it together. To have to see Cal play that game, it's like I could be happy with him playing, you know, getting paid five million dollars a year and letting two buy on almost thirty goals, whatever. As long as they're outscoring, that's fine. Yeah, one one thing we forgot to touch on was um or I don't even know if we forgot to touch on, I didn't really say anything, but I'm gonna talk about it. Is Fiala. Uh he did get moved off the first line. They moved Gabe up there, like we talked about. Um he was scoring there. They moved him down to the third line or sorry, whatever you want to call it, two A, two B. Yeah. Um scores there. Like I think like right me and Riker were talking a little bit after the game yesterday. Um I think like Fiala has to like just wants has to be like the guy on the line and he'll do better. Because I would love to see Byfield Kaliev and Fial on the same line, or even Byfield Kupari him on the same line. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Um yeah, like I, I just I don't know. I'm a big fan. He's getting paid, he's nine and ten. That's almost a point per game. And like I said, the Kings are still kind of what is it? What's the word the term? Um still uh it's still early. It's still like uh early in the season. Like there's still kinks to fix. Right. Yeah, and I mean, like, I saw some stuff on Reddit and people were talking about how um, moving Fiala down to the third line is a waste of money. And it's like, well, the Kings don't have a first, second, or third line. Exactly. You know, like, every time the starting lineups are red, it's it's the nice line. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it doesn't even go by for a second. It's, it's going to go by ice time. Like, I was talking to Riker, like, like Fiala's like, doesn't that look bad? With Fiala getting paid, what, seven and a half? Um being on the third line, it doesn't come down to like third line. It comes down to ice time. Like they can right. have the same amount of minutes. Like obviously, Kopitar, that top line, they're your top line. That's the top line. So they're going to obviously have a little bit more. And Kopitar plays power play and penalty kill. So he's going to have more minutes. But then I think if if their Kings are going to be a really good team, they, like the Byfield line and the in the Phil line, they have to have one plus one or two, plus or minus one or two minutes of each other. I think if the Kings are going to be really good this year or start turning into a really good hockey team. Yeah, I can get behind that too. We'll see how it shakes out because it will after game 20, 25, it'll, you'll really see a solidification of like what everybody's role is and what they're trying to do. But yeah. Exactly. 10 games in. What are they, so, five and five? Yeah. And like I said, like last year after seven games, we were one, five, and one. Yeah. Said three points through seven games. Like right now, they have 10 through 10. So you can't, you, like it's still early. You fix defense, you fix, not even fix goaltending. One of the goalies, not both, just one has to step up. They have to be, they have to have a starter. Yeah. And then defense is only going to get better with a better goalie. So. Yeah, we'll and getting any viable left-handed defenseman instead of having two righties on the left side. Yeah, that would be a huge, a huge benefit if we can get someone on the left to come up. You know, it might be Bjornfoot. We we don't know. I, I would I like love to see Toby come back. Love to see Toby come up. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I I heard a rumor, and uh, it's very unconfirmed, and I have no idea if it's true. But uh, I guess. The Montreal Canadiens are shopping the Kings roster for one of their, at least one of their right-hand defensemen. Um, 
I'm going to be are. honest, I didn't hear that rumor. But I'm, like I said, and you get one of those right-handed defensemen off, you can call Toby up. Yeah, I think that would be pretty ideal because then it would it would make sure that Brent Clark spends the rest of the season with the Kings, which would mean pretty much the rest of his career if he keeps playing like well, this. Well, Brent Clark just plays the next two. two if he plays two games on this road trip, Brent Clark's a king all year. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. All right, so three-game road trip. What do you think? What do I think? What? Well, first one's against the Blues, who are 3-4-0. And then the next one's against the Stars, who are 5-3-1. and And then the next one's against Chicago, who are 4-3-2. and So... Yeah, Chicago, the sleep, like, surprisingly doing good. I know, they, they traded like, off half their team. Tank for Bedard, but we're not even tanking. Yeah. I think they just wanted to tank for cap space. <sighs> Talking about the Stars... Yeah. They're on fire. Joe Pavelski, man. Yeah. Score like he's what, he's on almost 40, probably. I think so. Old, I think I would say at least 37. Um, but he just put up a hattie the other night. Did he really? I didn't see that. Yeah. Well, good for him. I'm 90. I don't want to, like, I need to cut that, but <laughs> no, I'm 99% <laughs> sure. Um, that he had one the other night. Huh. Well, I mean, it just goes to show what happens when you stay on the well, Sharks like for too long. Like a week ago. Yeah, like a week ago, yeah. Against uh, the Canadians. Huh. Well, all right. Yep. That's badass. Yep. And then Chicago. Uh, I feel like the Kings are usually, the re- recently they've been pretty good against Chicago, but I feel like they always struggle in St. Louis. I'm curious to know what the how many like in the last ten or last six in St. Louis, how many of the Kings have won? Yeah, I wonder that too. Like last year was a weird one because I think they split fifty fifty on wins versus losses. I'm looking right at you. Are you? Yeah, I don't feel like looking through all that to find it though. I feel like it's they're under foot definitely. I would say probably at least like their last six, maybe two and four or two, three and one. Whoa. What is it? Um well this is weird. I can't I don't know, I can't read the way that this is written out, but um What the fuck? I don't know. This that's old one. Anyway, it said something. I, know, I just like, feel like the they Kings always struggle there. Undefeated at home against the Blues, and I was like, I don't. That doesn't sound right. But yeah, it says right here. Um... Okay, Kings beat the Blues last game they played, and the Blues beat them the two times before that, three times before that. Kings beat them two times before that. So it's it's pretty even. To be honest. I guess. Yeah. I guess I'm an idiot. I'm a big idiot. <laughs> I don't know about that. That was a lot of work for a stupid little question. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it's Someone Sunday out there night. is like, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Sunday night. Oh, what's your so, plans for this week, man? 
to sit at home and cry. No. You want trick or treating? Oh yeah, I'm taking the kids trick or treating. You gonna come out by uh, the old Shanny's house? Are you guys doing the big one out there this this week? We out there every year, yeah. Rack will be back from vacation. See his ugly mug tomorrow. Yep. Um, yeah, I might I might take the kids over there. That's nice, man. That's that sounds fun. Uh, road game. Kings have been a road team. The last that was their story last year. How good they were on the road, and they need points. They they got to start 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 racking up those points if they want to make the playoffs. Yeah, I hope they get. Um, I hope they get four points. I hope they get six, five or six. I mean, six would be crazy. It would be awesome. But two zero and one is four, a perfect three game road trip against three tough opponents. Yeah, I mean they're not like they're not facing the abs or anything, but still, you know, yeah. pretty solid. The big question is the next game is at home. After the three game road trip, they return home and face Florida. And I wonder if Dowdy and Kachuk go at it again. <laughs> I think they're beyond that now. You think so? Yeah, they haven't really done anything. I mean, Kachuk might do something stupid because that's Kachuk. He's he's a pest, but he's a really good pest. Yeah. That's yeah, one guy I would love to see on the Kings. I'd be afraid. I would love to see him on the Kings. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, man. I really hope. I hope so. I'd love to see it. But... Man, that was, a, that was a good little, quick little one. We got it all out there, man. We got it all out of our chest. So, chest. we record on Sundays now. We have locked it down. That's why there was a little bit of a gap. We have now locked down officially. Sundays are. I mean, give or day. take, there's going to be a couple times where it's not on a Sunday. Well, there might be a Saturday night game and we're all hungover and we can't talk. That's fine. You know, things happen, but we're going to do our best to to make Sunday the day. And then uh, Monday morning. Bless your little eardrums. Or your car speakers with our voices. Or your TV. Whatever. Your Apple AirPods. Pouds? Did I say pouds? What it sounded like. Dude, I'm tired, man. I'm so tired. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well. I'm Vance. I'm Tanner. And we are on the throne. Your podcast here every single week now. We're not talking about a toilet. No, we're, no. It's because we, we talk shit. Okay. Uh, Bye. Love you guys. Love you guys.